0: In his televised address here earlier today, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said this about sending troops into Gaza, quoting now, I will not detail when, how or how many or the overall considerations that we are taking into account, most of which are unknown to the public, and this is how it needs to be in order to better safeguard the lives of our soldiers. Whether spoken or not, one of those considerations is certainly the network of tunnels that Hamas has built under Gaza to move undetected, store weapons and now hold hostages. More from St. Anthony Robertson.
1: This is the invisible danger awaiting Israeli troops in Gaza. Hamas tunnels, miles of them, hiding the well-armed terror group's fighters. The video, Hamas propaganda distributed by the Israel Defense Force, shows concrete reinforced subterranean passages. Israeli hostage, 85-year-old Yosheved Livshitz, saw them firsthand before she was released late Monday.
0: He
2: began walking inside the tunnels with a wet ground. It was moist all the time.
1: Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad have been building tunnels under Gaza for at least a decade. The ceiling is made out of concrete. Over the years, CNN has been shown them by both the IDF after capture... And by the terror groups themselves, showing off their underground advantage as propaganda, a place to hide weapons. Estimated at dozens of miles long, they snake underneath many of Gaza's neighbourhoods and have become known to Israelis as the Gaza Metro. These new videos the IDF is sharing appear to show a progression in sophistication and therefore an increase in potential danger to troops in the event of a ground incursion into Gaza. Like a 21st-century equivalent of World War I trenches, these deep burrows have dugouts for storing weapons and safe rooms for fighters to plan and gather. Small trapdoors in the desert let militants evade advancing troops, even sneak up behind them. And the danger down here, not just to the troops above, to Israeli civilians too. Long-range rockets stored on wall brackets can be rushed forward to be fired towards Tel Aviv and other cities from hidden gun pits connected directly to the tunnels, making the launch sites even harder for the IDF to strike back at. Only after an incursion can Israel expect to fully destroy the terror tunnels. Absent that, the so-called Gaza Metro will outfox and endanger Israeli soldiers and civilians alike. Some of these very heavy detonations that we hear from here that you can actually feel sometimes, Anderson, I think these are intended to try to penetrate deep down and take out some of those tunnels. But after the 2014 incursion, the IDF went in and they used bulldozers to get rid of the tunnels. So that really shows you, even with the really heavy munitions, they're not going to be able to eradicate all these threats uh, that the troops are going to face when they get in there. And that is, of course, something that plays heavily on the minds of those soldiers, knowing that um, a militant a Hamas terrorists can pop up behind them when they think they've already cleared a house or a field. Anderson?
0: Nick Robertson, thanks. I want to get some perspective on the challenges those tunnels might present for the IDF should it choose to embark on a ground incursion back with us tonight's retired Army uh, colonel, Peter Mansour. He's a former top eight to General David Petraeus, currently a professor of military history at Ohio State University. So, I mean, it's fascinating to see these tunnels, both in, in uh, IDF uh, uh, video that they put out and also Hamas uh, propaganda video. Can you just talk about the challenges of of dealing with a network like that? How do you destroy them? How do you fight in them?
2: Well, preferably you don't fight in them. Uh, In World War II on Iwo Jima, for instance, the Japanese had an extensive tunnel network. The Marines would simply find the entrances and close them off, uh, whether with explosives or bulldozers or flamethrowers, and they would entomb the Japanese inside. in Gaza this has a, this is a problem though because inside those tunnels there may be some of those hostages that Hamas has taken and of course you want to f- free them but fighting inside tunnels is a slow dirty work claustrophobic and very very dangerous and it advantages the defender so i don't think the israeli defense forces really want to get into a, a close knockdown drag out fight inside those tunnels
0: even mapping or gathering information about the tunnels I, must be extremely difficult.
2: Yes, you, you might be able to, with persistent surveillance, find the entrances and exits. Uh, but where the tunnels lead, how they snake around underground, uh, almost impossible to tell from overhead uh, reconnaissance. Uh, the Israelis, as they advance forward with their ground offensive, are going to have to leave troops in the rear to secure their their rear areas, they can't assume that once they've cleared a building, for instance, that there aren't uh, hatches that through which the militants can come come up from the ground behind them.
0: And in in a dense urban environment like Gaza, with obviously now lots of debris around, I know they have bulldozers as well. But how vulnerable are you know APCs, tanks in sp- Urban combat.
2: Well, it's a misnomer that urban combat is just infantry combat. The the best uh, force to use in 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 urban combat is a combined arms team that has tanks that has infantry fighting vehicles, but they need to be protected uh, on the ground by dismounted infantry and overhead uh, by air defense and uh, and air force assets. So the combined arms team rules the modern battlefield, and that's as true in the urban environment as it is in the open desert.
0: And how do you think this conflict, I mean, we've talked, uh, you, you and I have talked about, uh, you know, about Mosul, about uh, the U.S. experience there, Iraqi forces experiences there. Um, how big, were, or, or, or uh, uh, Fallujah, were the civilian populations pretty much cleared out of both of those places?
2: In Fallujah, yes. Uh, The uh, U.S. forces and Iraqi forces surrounded Fallujah, gave them several weeks to clear out before they went in. So uh, that was a fairly clean battlefield, if you will. Um, Mosul still had some civilians, although far fewer than uh, are in Gaza. Um, And there were civilian casualties in that fighting. um, But uh, the way that the U.S. and Iraqi forces went about clearing Mosul uh, reduced those casualties using special forces and targeted airstrikes. If you go in with a big, a heavy ground invasion, as the Israelis might be planning, then there's going to be a lot of uh, death and destruction in the path of the advance. And if civilians are in those buildings as they're assaulted, they're going to a lot of them are going to die.
0: And so, is that? The idea of, of of more limited incursion with special forces uh, is that something you would recommend in a situation given the number of hostages and the civilian population still there.
2: Well, there's a, a Marine three-star general in Israel right now who's probably recommending that course of action to the Israeli Defense Forces uh, to do it the way we did it in Mosul. But there's a drawback to that; it takes longer. And there's a calculation that the Israeli government needs to make. How long is the world community going to give them once they go in with ground forces? Can they afford a several-month-long battle versus uh, something that will be quicker but more deadly?
1: Mm. Colonel Peter Mansour, thank you. I appreciate it.